welcome to Universal After Dark, a universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to this week's super special Universal After Dark. I'm your host as usual, Amanda, and I'm joined today by some of my all-time favourite boys. So we have Nick. Oh, thank you, Amanda. Oh, you're welcome. We have Luke. Hey there. And we have the return of Chris Ripley. Happy nightmares. <laughs> I like that that's a thing now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new thing. It'll be available um, in the shop before you know it on a t-shirt. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yes, we do need some new t-shirts actually for Halloween High next season. Uh, we're, we're working on something. Good, I'm very excited. I wish I could draw so I could make some, but I'm unfortunately very terrible. Do you know today I was doing the finishing touches to my latest unofficial guidebook and I was literally editing a section called the history of the Halloween Horror Nights t-shirt. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an exciting addition. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay, so let's start the show as we usually do with what we're drinking. Nick, I'm going to start with you again. Oh, I'm going to have to run and get a drink. Ah, that's it will be. I'll, I'm telling you what it is next. <laughs> Cherry Pepsi Max because I've got <laughs> that beer. Sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> okay, Luke, what are you drinking? Nice cup of water. Oh, still no Baja Blast. Oh, I still have a can. Oh. That's for Aventura, though. I was going through my um, Snapchat memories the other day and then I saw when we were in Taco Bell and I tried the Baja Blast for the first time, and I was like, oh. Man. <laughs> yeah, I got a whole 12-pack, actually, so. <sighs> so jealous. Heck yeah. Okay, Chris, what are you drinking? So I'm going to be drinking. <laughs> oh, I hear ice. <sighs> Rum. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I wish I was drinking rum. Unfortunately, I'm not. I'm just drinking Coke. <laughs> well, you know, I got the rum, you got the coke. We just need Honestly, some lime juice. Exactly, then we'll be fine. Then we'll meet in the middle. We'll meet in like Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> See you in two hours. Mm. Okay, so we have got quite a bit to get through in this episode because something super exciting happened just a couple of days ago. Well, something super exciting happened yesterday, actually. It was Bill and Ted Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The most and excellent I, of days. Honestly. And apparently, like, they do stuff in America for it, like, over the last few years. But they were doing stuff in Newcastle. What? I know. Um, they were doing some stuff around London. Like, a couple of different places were doing, like, screenings of both films and, like, having, like, Bill and Ted themed drinks and stuff. And I was like, oh, there's nothing in Liverpool. So I feel like next year I'm going to make my own. Do you it think that's be. coming out of the uh, Bill and Ted 3 marketing budget already? I mean, maybe. <laughs> like, there's Facebook groups about it, and they'll, like, list all the locations that I do and stuff every year, and I was like, honestly, like, why is this not a bigger thing? I told you, Amanda, about one of the, the greatest days of my life, right, about Bill and Ted? M- maybe. I, like, so Bill and Ted came out when I was probably about five, six, I think. And I mean, I loved Bill and Ted and I loved the cartoon series and I loved Bogus Journey. And I used to get um, magazines over from America and they had uh, listed an advert, Bill and Ted action figures. And I was like, oh my God, there's Bill and Ted toys. 
but they never ever came out in the UK. Oh, Nick, you and I are brothers that <laughs> don't know it. I tell you, honestly, man. Do you remember? Also, I think the same advert had action figures for Police Academy. I had Police Academy action figures. Oh, my local news agent. Um, what's that? Okay, so for American listeners, like convenience store, um, they would sell like toys. Uh, no, no, sorry, they would sell like sweets, newspapers, drinks greeting cards whatever that was it and for like a period in like the uh, the late 80s they did like a little section of like action figures and they for some reason had police academy action figures and i've still got no idea why they had them but i bought a lot of them okay. and i'm still i've got them in a in a place that i'm never going to be able to go back to but i still have them but i saw this advert for into action figures and i really really wanted them and this place actually imported them but they were like really expensive. Like I think they were like about 40 quid, which back in like the mid nineties was a lot of money. That's a lot of money back then. And then it was 1999 and I went to a toy fair in Birmingham and there on this stand for the first time I'd ever seen them in my life was a two pack of Bill and Ted action figures. Oh. And they were twenty pounds, and I bought them. Wow! And I was I like do, twenty. Like you have told me this before. I was like, I must have been about sixteen or something at the time, seventeen maybe. And I did not give a shit. <laughs> I loved them, and I still have them. Amazing! I'm very jealous. Anyway, I feel that's like that's a cool collectible. But anyway, Bill and Ted Day, cool. Let's all do something fun for next year. But something. Even more exciting happened a couple of days earlier. Hi, Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys here, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. How would you like to be among some of the first guests to stay at Universal's new property, the Aventura Hotel? Aventura opens this August and is another great option to consider when staying at Universal. You can get early entry benefits, transportation to and from all the parks, and have views of any of the three parks. At the end of a long day, have a drink in style on the new rooftop bar. Book a four-night stay with me to get 20% off your stay with rates as low as $116 per night along with a $50 food and drink credit. You must book by June 15th and travel dates are August 16th through December 20th. Mention this ad to stack your savings and get $25 off your deposit. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com or any social media at WPMagicJourneys. His After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. We had our Halloween Horror Nights tickets released. Oh, yeah. Official, official spooky season. So the buy one got on free offer ended and... We had the release of the actual multi-day tickets. And I feel like every single year, everybody gets a little bit worried. 
and they're like, maybe this is the year that we don't get the multi-night tickets back. Ugh, that's the real horror. Honestly, and I feel like, you know, I wouldn't be entirely surprised if that happened. Yeah. When you look at things like Mickey's Not So Scary and they're charging like a hundred plus dollars per night. Ugh. They're definitely making money off of it. Honestly, like I'm super appreciative that we get these multi-night tickets back every year because realistically, if you buy something like a frequent fear pass and you go in maybe like 10 nights, which I know is a little bit a little bit on the extreme side of going if you're going for like two or three weeks, but that's something that I tend to do. It works out that I'm paying like $10 a night. Heck yeah. Wow. So I think it's extremely, extremely good value, but I always do worry every year, like this is going to be the year. Yeah, there's always rumors. I'm like, I don't believe you, but I'm still a little scared. <laughs> Honestly, yes. But there's plenty of choice again this year with tickets. And I know that, Nick, you're still a little unsure of which kind of ticket you guys are going to be buying. Nick died. Okay, no. Nick's dead. Shows he's muted. <laughs> Been abducted by aliens. So basically, <laughs> Nick and Craig and Paulie D and P Dabs are all going to be going for a shorter amount of time, especially um, Craig, Nick, and P Dabs. So they're just going for a long weekend because they're crazy. I wouldn't go that far. A <laughs> little bit. It's nice to know that you're not dead. Sorry, my son woke up. I thought I'd better go and make sure he wasn't like anyone else up. Bless him. So, yeah, you're just going for a long weekend, so that's why you're a little bit undecided. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I, I can see the advantage of, of going for Express. Absolutely, because um, it could be really busy. We're there for a limited time, but. See, for me, I can go for a house two or three times and I can be really content with that. Like, that's, that's enough for me. But I think other parties in the group would want to go as, you know, more than that. Okay, but the, the ticket that you're going to buy, are you going to go for the Russia Fear Pass? Yes. Okay, so this year's Russia Fear Pass lasts for the entire of September. So in the past, Chris, how many, was it like the first three weekends that you used to get? Originally, I think it was like the, f- yeah, I think it was like the first two weeks originally, but it sort of expanded right. slightly, that one. Mm. Yeah, so now that's, that covers 17 nights now, so it covers every date that there is in September. So the regular Russia Fear Pass is going to be $109.99, but then the Russia Fear Pass with Express jumps up by quite a bit. So that's three hundred thirty-four ninety-nine. So I can definitely understand why you're on the fence about that. Yeah, I think because when we went last time, we got we just had Express for one night. One night. So there was a big there's a big difference in the cost of the tickets we're looking at this year compared to the last time we did it. Mm-hmm. And also because I know we're not supposed to talk about it on here, but because Galaxy's Edge has just opened up and we're contemplating <laughs> maybe trying to go there for one of the mornings that we're there, get early access, then it's do we pay the extra to get Express for the entire time, but then that eats into that budget, or do we just go for Express for one night like we did last mm-hmm. time? It's hard to judge because this is our first Halloween Horror Nights with Stranger Things. So we know it's probably going to be busier than it was last time. Mm-hmm. 
And when we had Express last time, like we went most of that night without using the Express Pass. We only had to use it towards the end of the night or the middle of the night. Um, so to me, I don't see it as, you know, based on my last experience, I don't see it as quite being as necessary, but it is going to be busy this year. So it might be more necessary to have one. Well, how many nights are you going to actually go to Halloween Horror Nights for? So we are definitely going to be going on the Friday, the Saturday and the Sunday mm-hmm. and May because we, we arrived there on the Thursday on the 26th. So we might, we might be going on the 26th as well. Okay. So, so three, three nights, definitely maybe four. Well, if you were going to buy Express Pass individually for each of those nights, just for an example, you'd be paying like between 80 and and $100 each night for the Express anyway. Yeah. So if you were going to plan on buying the Express Pass for those few nights, it would definitely work out cheaper to just get the combined Express Pass. But yeah. if you're not, and you're maybe just going to buy one night of Express then maybe just the regular rush of year pass would be the way to go. Yeah, yeah. So some discussions are being had, and that's the only thing that's stopping us fully planning out our fan experience. I mean, I'm going to keep it real. I'd rather spend my money on beer. It's it's a big... The thing is, like you said, it's a big jump. (laughs) I mean, look, if if we did rush of fear and one night of express... That would be what two at, at most two hundred and nine dollars. Yeah, compared to three forty. Mm-hmm. You say? I mean, hundred dollars is ten beers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow, quick math. Quick math when it comes to alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I feel like maybe I'm a little bit weird at Halloween horror nights. Like I enjoy waking in line. I do. Yeah, and I mean the thing is as well. Because that you know, Craig's been a real stickler here with that. But some of my favourite uh, moments of when we went for that weekend were us just like waiting in the queue, not knowing what we're going to be getting when we go inside the house, just chatting about stuff. I had a really good time doing it, and this and that was just the two of us. And this time, there's going to be more of us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's definitely why another reason why it swayed me because I I actually don't mind the wait as long as it. <laughs> It's different if it's raining, but if it's quite dry, it's nice. It's not called wasting in line. It's called making friends. So having on that. Yeah. There you go. Chris knows. Just download heads up. Make friends with everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody had heads up in the games. And, and everybody shouts answers. You're like, all right, you're <laughs> playing. Plus as well, if we go with Luke, we're going to have Lotus Biscuits. Oh... I got a, a new snack that I'll surprise everyone with. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Is it veggie friendly? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, oh, you yeah, think? It's, they're just like <laughs> little biscuits. <laughs> they're, they're beef jerky biscuits. But they're, they're good. Coconut. Shh, don't tell anybody. Oh, I love coconut. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I just say, for those in the UK, yesterday I stumbled across chocolate chip digestives with coconut. <gasps> they are phenomenal wow um gonna need to be trying them i've gone from asda um other supermarket chains are available <laughs> um luke will do asda is the one 
exciting. Okay, so then we have the frequent fear um, pass. So just the standard frequent fear pass is the one that doesn't include Friday or Saturdays. So you'll have your Wednesdays, Thursdays, Sundays in this pass. However, if you buy this pass, you'll get access to open and weekend as well. Which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's always nice that they do that. Yeah, and that one's not much more than the Russia Fiat Pass, so that one's one hundred and ninety and ninety nine. Okay, so that's oh, they definitely upped the prices from last year. Slightly, like I don't feel like there's been a crazy increase in the prices. I remember I paid, I think, I paid one thirteen for my Frequent Fear Plus. During 26, and then last year was like 120. Wait, I'm lost. It was 113 from what I remember. Um, <laughs> so the 140 is an increase for sure. Mm-hmm. And so you then, can use your annual pass discount from what I heard. Uh, well, I buy my tickets from a UK ticket seller. Oh, so it doesn't even. No, so the only option that I have to buy is if I'm buying it through them is a frequent fee plus. And I oh, don't have okay. the options like at Express or anything. Like if you want to have the Express option, you ha- you'll have to buy it like directly through Universal. So I've never tried to use my annual pass discount on them. Oh, just got to ask. Oh, damn dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because somebody, I heard somebody, or I saw in a few Facebook groups that people were having trouble applying that AP discount to the tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that it's a thing at all this year. Hmm. Yeah. It's whatever. I'm still gonna pay them. I still feel like it's (laughs) such a good deal. Like I feel like nobody could ever argue about the pricing of these tickets. Yeah, honestly. Every time I see someone saying, Oh, the prices have gone up this year, I'm like, okay, but you're not paying a hundred dollars a night, so Yeah. I mean that's the thing, like if we were going out for a week or two weeks, that rush of fear with Express Pass ticket would be a no brainer. In terms of yeah. the actual value for money, yeah, definitely because the the frequency yeah with Express is three hundred and seventy four ninety nine, so that's only forty dollars more than the mm-hmm. Russia Fear one, and you get twenty six nights. Yeah. So if you're paying individually twenty six nights times a hundred, two thousand six hundred dollars. That, that works out. Oh, my message is really bad. I was trying to work out how much that was a night, but it's not much, is it? No. Twelve, about fifteen dollars a night, maybe. No. No, less than that. Yeah, maybe nearer twelve. Either way, I mean, really good value for money. Insanely good value. So then, if you wanted to add your Friday nights onto that, you'd get the frequent via plus pass, which is one that I get. So that this year is thirty-four nights. And that's $139.99. And I personally think that this one is the most ideal for people who are going to go and stay for like two weeks or longer. Hang on, $134.99 for how many nights? $139.99 for 34 nights. So that's every day except Saturdays. Except the opening weekend of Saturday. Yeah, so closing weekend. Open a weekend and closing weekend are both. Nice. Sweet. 
Yes. So I think that's an insanely good value one. That is my favourite one. And that with Express is $459.99. Oof. That's the dream. <laughs> I know, but we wouldn't use it. Yeah, that's true. Like, like we just said, the lines are pretty fun. Yeah, like any time that I ever buy Express, like if it's just me and Ash, we might do like have one night we'll just smash everything with an Express pass. But then I'm like, I'm not having as much fun. Yeah, because then you're just kind of rushing to do everything. Exactly. So... Then every other time that I've got Express Pass, like if I've ever met up with like you or Steve or like anybody else who doesn't have Express, I'm like, well, I want to be in line with them guys. Yeah, yeah. So I've just wasted my money. So then we have the ultimate frequent fear pass, which gets you into every single day of the event. And that again, ridiculously good, $259.99. Like that it it's just insane to me. It's insane. I know that I keep comparing it to not so scary. But even things like Alton Towers scare um event that they do, I forgot what it's called off the top of my head. But that's about fifty, sixty pounds to do that. Yeah, that's like Hollow Scream too, around that same price. Yeah, exactly. So comparing it. Like, how many nights are there this year at Horror Nights, Chris? Oh, oh, it's a record, isn't it, this year? Yeah. Um. I'm trying to just count. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not very good at doing the maths. 38, is there? All right, okay. So, like, if you're dividing $259 between, like, 38-plus nights. $6.80. Like, it's insane. And there will be locals who will go every single night. I know that one of our friends, Jenna, has a record of 22 nights. Wow. And she's like, I'm determined to beat that this year. And I'm like, girl, like, I believe in you. You can do it. I have full faith. I'm very jealous. But I think, was it um, Owen, who did not last year, because he was a scare actor last year, but the year before, he did every single night of the event. Mm, I think he did. That is good going. (laughs) He he went to a stupid amount of Bill and Ted shows as well, didn't he? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he was going to, like, at least two shows a night. Like, he was dedicated. Mm. So the ultimate frequent fear pass with Express on it is $679.99. Like, hurts to see that figure a little bit. But then again, when you're dividing it up between how much you'd pay for standalone Express passes every night, and if you go into every single night of the event, well worth it. Would you consider getting the ultimate pass, Luke? Definitely, but not in the uh, financial state that I'm in. <laughs> no, so basically the price difference between the frequent Fiat Plus and the ultimate one is like $120 extra. So it's almost double. Yeah, it's not too bad because I, I think it's 41 nights or 42 counted. 
as well. <laughs> Which I mean, if I went like all those nights, then it's definitely worth it no matter what. Yeah, but we tend not to go on Saturdays anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people still avoid Saturdays, so it might not be worth them paying the extra to get that ultimate yeah. pass. No, I know last year me and James like randomly decided on one Saturday that we wanted to go, so we bought just a one-night ticket. Um, and I was oh, that like, was to my RIP tour, wasn't it? No, it was the two days before that, I think it was. No, a couple of days before. No, the weekend before. Oh, okay. We did that <laughs> on our... <laughs> and then I was trying to think about where, like when I flew home. Now, we did the RIP tour the day before I was flying home. And it was the Saturday before that when we were like, okay, Luke's gone to work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've been at Disney all day, but now we're bored. We've got nothing to do. So we just went and bought a one-night ticket. And it was a really different kind of vibe because it was very um, – there's a lot of kids. Mm. Yeah. I feel a like lot. that's when all, like, the – high school groups yes that's exactly what it was like like it was a really strange feeling and I was like okay I don't like I feel like this is like a scare zone kind of night (laughs) so I feel like it wasn't worth it for us to just buy the one night ticket to do that but if I would have paid that extra 100 and whatever dollars to get included in a fast I probably wouldn't have felt so bad about it but I definitely feel like my Saturdays are reserved for food and wine festival Oh, on a Saturday during food and wine. Oh my god! I know, I hate myself. <laughs> Just a lot of a punishment. Honestly, uh, I I know some people have um have phoned up about RIP tours, but I've not seen any concrete prices. Have you seen any yourself? So Universal don't tend to like release the private tour prices. It tends um, to they'll release the um the non-private ones, the ones where you're going to be in a group with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're like one hundred and fifty dollars. I want to say between one hundred and twenty and one hundred fifty dollars a person. Okay, it's not it's not terrible. I think like if I'd rather do I'd rather do a private one, but then obviously like that's only like they charge by the group then. And I think the maximum that you can have is maybe 12. And or 12. So obviously the more people that you have, the cheaper it's going to be for, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I was I was writing about the unmasking, the horror tours today, about the history of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I was doing some research and I found out that they started in 06. And um, due to like, like fan demand. And I did one in 07. And... It was just me and three tour guides. <laughs> this is absolutely true. Um, and that was it. There was nobody else on the tour. And it's like, well, what do you want to see? Where do you want to go? It was like a private, you know, sort of tour, but it wasn't. Um, anyway, um, in 08, uh, Universal cancelled the unmasking tours. Um, and apparently there was a petition that was drafted by the fans of the, of the event. And Universal received um, over a thousand letters, apparently, uh, back in the day when people sent letters and not emails, um, demanding that the unmasking the horror tours be returned. And they did. They brought them back in 09. And then ever since then, they've got more and more popular. Amazing. I can't speak highly enough about an unmasking the horror tour. I think 
that's the most fun part of Horror Nights. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Like, I'm so excited to do it this year. I loved last year's one. So interested. And if you get the right tour guide, I'm not saying that any of them are not right, but I have my favourites. And it's a very, very good time. They're very knowledgeable. They work very hard. And it's just cool. It's cool to see things with the lights on. It's cool to see like props up close. It's cool to see things that you would never see before. And then it's cool if you've gone on one of the tours, but your friends haven't. So the next time you go to Horror Nights, you can point out all the stuff to them. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Then you get a free RIP tour by Amanda in the house. <laughs> a drunk <laughs> one. Like, am, yeah. I, am, I, am I not? Did I just make that up? You'll never know. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time. So yeah, I've, I definitely think when Mask and the Horror Tours are 100% worth it. I've never done Scare at the Dining. No. See, I, the food in that restaurant is not not the best. And apparently this year the menu's changed into a barbecue menu, I saw. Ooh. But um, that's what's put me off. The other thing as well that's put me off is a few times I've been, this has happened to me a few times, but it's been at that... Um, Ed's dining place. I've been sitting outside having a burger and a scare actor's come behind me and then I've nearly choked to death. <laughs> so that kind of puts me <laughs> off to doing the dining. Sure, that t- turns it into a lot more of a 4D event now. Yeah. yeah, literally. I feel like because it's not the same menu that they have in the day at Monster Cafe. So I love Monster Cafe because I like crap pizza. Like that's, that's my vibe is crap pizza. But when they're doing... The scare actor dining, it's like a buffet kind of thing. Mm. And it tends to be like it's no good for me or eunuch. Yeah. Well, I don't I mean the thing is, I think and we need to do maybe on the next episode, we need to kind of do a refresh of the dining options because there has been a lot of change recently and there is a lot more things like decent veggie burgers on the menus and, and other bits that have added. So I think it's becoming a bit more friendly for mm-hmm. us um and especially i mean monster cafe i think is one that's just introduced a, a new vegetarian option so i think we do need to look into that a bit more but i know that's been the complaints before yeah definitely like daytime fine nighttime for events it's just a little bit harder so that's like the main thing that puts me off it and i don't know i'm not like massive on character dining anyway i'd like to do it just so you could get like cool little pictures with the scare actors Mm. and maybe i will try it this year i'm undecided i might win the lottery i don't know oh it's an expensive trip (laughs) but i would like to do it i don't know if we're going to do an ip tour this year i think we're still undecided about it are we not yes I think we need to look into it a little bit and see how many people would be interested in doing it, and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. I do love an RIP tour. Ooh, I do love those mac and cheese bites. <laughs> yes, they look like <laughs> mac and cheese bites. Like, <laughs> the, the RIP tour food is a different story. That's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about it. <laughs> but I understand that it can get expensive when you start adding tours onto things so if we were going to do it for the meetup i personally would prefer that everybody could be included with the tickets that they already have and we can just have fun in line 
Yeah. Yeah. Because isn't the tour only 12 people, too? Yeah. 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 Bing, bada, boom. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many people want to come and hang out with us, but everybody's welcome. We can all just chill in line. We can all play heads up. I'll win. <laughs> so like a plan to me. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. So that's the tickets. I'm 100% going to get the frequent fear plus... Nick, I think you're definitely going to get the Russia fear, but undecided about the Express. Luke, what are you going to get? Same as me. Yeah, the frequent fear plus with Freddy's. Chris, what are you feeling? Mm, I don't know when I'm going, what I'm doing yet, but possibly the Russia fear. Nice. I like it. A lot of people, actually, when I posted the tickets, as, like, as soon as they were released, I was like screenshotting all the prices, post them all on Twitter and on Instagram, and loads of people messaged about the Russia fear one, saying they were so glad that it was like all of September, and that's one that they were definitely going to get this year. And I was like, good, I'm glad. I'm glad that it's, it's a popular choice. Well, Russia fear was only really brought in originally to um, get people to go to the event when it was a slow season. So the fact that it's kept coming back is, you know, pretty good. Uh-huh. And on the top of the page for the Russia for you on, it says limited, limited offer ticket. So I don't know how long they're going to be selling it for. Mm, yeah. That was interesting to me. But I feel like everyone in our group should post and tell us what kind of ticket they're going to get. Now that you know your options, if you didn't already. Because I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued about what makes people pick different kinds of tickets. And then we can all, I don't know, it might change people's mind about what kind of tickets they want to buy. But that's enough of cabbage in everybody's heads about tickets and prices. We have some the interesting news from Mr. Ripley himself. Well, yeah, possibly. Possibly news, possibly rumours. Where would you like to start? Numers. 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 <laughs> that was a character in Seinfeld, wasn't it? Yeah. Hello, Numers. <laughs> I like the word speculation right now. That's my favourite. Yeah. It's my favourite one. Yeah. Because I'm Shall like, we... have I made it up? You don't know. <laughs> well, maybe. Should we start with Terminator? <laughs> yes, let's, because yes, this is exciting to me. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, don't get too excited. Um, <laughs> so the Terminator building the terminator attractions closed was it 2017 i think now yes yeah Yeah. so it's been down for a long time a lot of people have speculated as to why that is and i think obviously the whole resort is in a bit of a state of flux at the moment because obviously they're looking to build their new theme park um but i think the real reason and you can go online and look at this is that the building itself had not had a huge amount of work done to it for such a long time. And what with the, you know, maintenance that buildings in Florida generally need anyway, just because of the climate. Um, one of the reasons why it's been shut for so long is they've had to do quite a lot of structural work to it. Okay. Um, and a lot of people were speculating that they were looking to do some kind of universal monsters themed attraction in there. Um, because of the way in which they expanded the store. Yes. Apparently what I'm hearing is that the store was expanded following speculation that was posted online by different groups saying that there would be a monster's land 
in the new theme park. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to gauge how much interest there was in the shop and how much merch they're selling to see whether they that is something they want to expand when they build their new theme park. And do you know any like general guest feedback on that or no? Well, I don't know anything for sure. Um, it's been it's been fairly well received, I think, and uh, and it, it happened not long i can't remember if it was before or after they refinged that um breakfast laundry place at the at the uh, entrance to the park mm-hmm. to the today show or whatever it is um and it was quite funny because they did a lot of marketing about that but actually that shop got more media interest than <laughs> than this cafe redo <laughs> um, yeah, I know, which, you know, you would expect that anyway. But the funny thing was, is they did do a lot of marketing about that, you know, changeover, which I don't know why they bothered doing in the first place. But I mean, I'm, I'm always down for some classic monsters. And I feel yeah. like I haven't seen the shop in person yet. I've just seen like what Luke showed in his videos. But I love it. I love that they've got Halloween Horror Nights props in there. I love that classic monsters are finally getting a little bit of love again in the parks and even if it doesn't mean anything is coming to the park as it is yeah i'm still happy that we're getting a little bit of classic monsters love well the the rumor is that universal are changing direction slightly when it comes to their theme park in as much as that they are looking to have nintendo as their last main ip that they go after and that from now on, the emphasis will be on trying to put in as many universal-owned properties as possible. So the fact that people have really well-received this new store, that plays to their tune. They love that because, you know, obviously they would love to put in an attraction like the Monsters, and they just hope that it would be as well-received as their store. I think, like... With with the store and then with the fact that we're getting a classic monsters house at Halloween Horror Nights this year, I think they're both together the perfect test for something mm-hmm. that could be at a new park. And I think that maybe people were a little bit surprised at how well received the house was. Because mm. I mean, in the days after, I saw so many people that are going out and buying like Blu-ray collections because they've never seen them before. And like my whole timeline was full of people buying them or people messaging me like, which one should I start with? Like, this is super exciting to me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is exciting to me too. Mm. Man, don't mm. jazz it up. We're talking about Craig. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was just Craig. Rang me every day. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of Universal Monsters is they're a bit like 3D films, is they come into fashion, they go out of fashion, they come into fashion, they go out of fashion, and they endure. So, you know, if you were going to put some money into something that's going to be around in the next 50 years, you know, we probably may have forgotten Jimmy Fallon, but we won't have forgotten about the classic Ooh. Universal Monsters. Exactly. Very, very, very true. I mean, I'll never um, forget about Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Even Jimmy Fallon's trying to forget Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as to what's going in there, all sources, unfortunately, point to Jason Bourne. Still. Honestly. Wow. I was really hoping that this would be like April Fool. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think, 
Chris, do you think, because the last Jason Bourne film, which I was fond of because it was filming across the road from where I worked and I got to see lots of the filming. Um, but, I mean, the last film came out, what, four years ago now? Five years ago? Is this, you know, a Universal planning to reboot that franchise? Because, I mean, I know mm. there's loads of Bourne books. They are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I gotta go watch that now. Do you know I haven't seen any of them? I haven't seen any yeah. of them. And they, um, they are good, honestly. They're they're they were like John Wick before John Wick. I'm I'm only down for John Wick. Like yeah, if it was John Wick, I'd be excited. <sighs> like what I feel like they should do is do um, a Matt Demon attraction. A Matt Demon attraction. <laughs> were you just yeah. looking at him for like thirty minutes? <laughs> So Demon. I have a, a ghost in my house that I call Matt Demon. <laughs> like Luke knows about it. Some of my Instagram followers know about it, but he does like fucked up shit in my house. So we called him Matt Demon. And I feel like I would be much more down for that kind of attraction. <laughs> well, Shrek is haunted. So is it? Very yeah. true. Chris, I... And it, like you, I think you went here last week, but Luke's Shrek's biggest fan now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I know. Uh, I wouldn't say biggest fan, but I would go and ride in a heartbeat. He had too much fireball that day. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) Honestly. Well, yeah, he loves Shrek now, so I'm surprised that you don't, like, that you're not besties with the ghost of Shrek. pretty fun, especially when the chairs, like, mess up and you just start bouncing around randomly. That's the ghost. (laughs) That's the ghost of Hitchcock. He hates the Shrek attraction. Dang, that's what... Oh, yeah. Um, now, I haven't seen Bourne, so maybe, Nick, you can wade in on this, but I'm told that apparently they spent quite a lot of money filming a special 4D film that puts the whole audience inside a small Mini Cooper. What? Yeah. Now, apparently there is a scene where this happens in the first film. There is, yeah. What? Right. Yeah, there's, there's okay. a. There's I was a, hoping this would be false, but. Yeah, no, there is. I can't, I can't remember if it's the first film or not. It might have been the second, but there is a there is quite a a, a good and famous car chase with him driving a, a mini. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Are we are we saying that like this this new attraction that that's what it would be? That's what I've heard. Are you sure it's not Austin Powers, Mini Cooper? <laughs> oh, now, now Luke, that would be a better idea. <laughs> wow, what a revelation that is. Riding in Austin Powers, Shagula. <laughs> Amazing. That would be a good attraction. That would be a good attraction. Apparently, it's going to be like the Jimmy Fallon attraction, that kind of setup. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah. But the, the apparently the 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 screen will sort of wrap around the audience. They're putting in a massive three D. Wow. So you what that would be the doors of a Mini Cooper. You know what? <laughs> maybe maybe they're and I mean again, this has got this is speculation I'm making up on the spot now, right? <laughs> this, is, this is Game of Thrones third gate style, right? But what about if this was actually a four D attraction? that featured some of Universal's greatest action scenes. And so we think it's a Jason Bourne attraction because they've, you know, made a 4D version of that sequence in Jason Bourne, but actually it's a 15-minute 
like simulator film where we actually um, kind of interact with really famous bits from various universal films over the years. I'd be down for that, like yeah, cinematic celebration, but inside 4D. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be good. I mean, yeah, I, just, I just don't see, because I mean, I don't remember that sequence being particularly long in the, in the film either. So like maybe five minutes or so tops. It just sounds like an awful lot of work for a film, which I think that first Jason Bourne film came out in 2002, maybe. Um, it just seems like an awful lot of effort to put into something that's that old now, unless it was like Universal's greatest hits. So there was a bit from Jaws um, and there was a bit from Jurassic Park. You know, like Jurassic World gyrospheres or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but... May, you know, uh, that, that would seem much more better fit, like a celebration. That's what it needs, a celebration of Universal. Yeah, well, the biggest action movie. It needs to be themed to the Terminator. <laughs> Maybe. Think oh, in Cyberdyne. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Out, guys. <laughs> giant um, robot animatronics coming from either side, giant guns. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Great ideas. We'll put targets on the ceilings that they can shoot at. A motorbike can come out of a screen. <gasps> when I was well, a kid, I used to duck when that happened. I, it used to terrify <laughs> me. Like I used to be really scared of Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. So loud. And the the liquid guy? Mm mm. Yeah. No thanks. Mm-mm. No, I used to think it was really really cool. Like I thought everything about it was cool, but then it was it was just very loud and just very like sensory overwhelming for little Amanda. Yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what else do we have? Um, well, the new theme park, um, apparently that they are going with the Fantastic World's name. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Uh, there was some issue, I believe, with that, but apparently that's been resolved. Um mm. The other thing that I'm hearing about the new la- the new park is that at the moment the only actual land that's 110 percent completely planned and concrete in place is the Nintendo land. Uh-huh. Um, and apparently there's going to be three main attractions within that land. Right. Um, one of them, no big surprise, is going to be Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, which is going to be some kind of new technology that it's like a supercharged version of um, Radiator Springs. Ah. Um, it's going to be like an augmented reality. So apparently if you was to make, if you was to take Radiator Springs and the Amazing Spider-Man attraction and sort of combine them. Oh, shoot. That that's, sounds very cool. Yeah, that's kind of what they're going for, apparently. Wow. Interesting. Um, yeah, and supposedly that the... Adventure, you're racing each other as you do in the game, but there's also different outcomes within the game. Um, so maybe like a you know the Smuggler's Run vibe, where there's different outcomes, um, different people win. Apparently, they've invented some kind of technology that creates the car to skid as per the game. Amazing! I so, love Mario Kart. Like that's my all-time favorite game. Yeah. 
I love it so much. Like, I'm not super, super into, like, Nintendo as a whole. I'm more into Nintendo than I'm into Star Wars, so I'm definitely more excited about it, but I freaking love Mario Kart. Like, that's my, like, number one excited yeah. attraction. For sure. Um, there's also a lot of chatter as well saying that the, although that will be very good and, and groundbreaking, apparently the second attraction that will be in this land is theme to donkey kong um mm. and that is so so they say going to be just as good as the mario attraction um, <laughs> and it's basically going to be um like a mine train ride amazing um and where this differs and this is quite interesting because they've patented this and it actually does say donkey kong on it as well apparently oh, wow. um is the track system is this brand new system where it's kind of like a cougar arm system but um the best way to explain it is you know when you're on everest and you get to the top of the peak and you look mm-hmm. in front of you and you've got the track and it's all broken up and gnarly uh-huh. um, and of course you know that that's not the actual track for the ride it's uh-huh. like fake track um so mm. basically what this ride is going to do is put you in your vehicle onto a fake track and then the cougar arm is going to be underneath the fake track on a real track right so wow. you will it will in your mind the track will be doing crazy things and you will be feeling like you're doing crazy things. But in fact, the cougar arm that's holding you in place is actually very stable and is actually running on a very smooth track. What? Do you get what cool I mean? Fuck. Yeah. In Donkey Kong? So good. Yeah. Amazing. That, that's all we know about it at the moment. But um, And then the third attraction, which no one knows anything about, is apparently going to be a um, Pokemon... Um, what do they call it? Uh, arena thing, you know, where they have all the different Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of it now. Um, a gym, isn't it? It's called a Pokemon gym. Yeah. Where you can, it's going to be fully interactive, apparently, where you can grow Pokemon and there'll be, you know, you'll see them develop and probably okay. loads and loads of merchandise as well. So, oh, shoot. Like, kind of like what the Jurassic Park Discovery Center does with like little eggs. Yeah, and yeah. Then you can see dinosaurs hatching. That sort of thing, but sort of magnified on a bigger scale, apparently. Wow. Okay, I'm a little more excited for Nintendo Land now. Yeah, so was I when I heard all this. It is going to be dead good. I feel like just because like we've had so much stuff going on with like Hagrid and Jurassic World and Halloween Horror Nights, like I feel like people will get really excited about this new park and then they'll forget about it and then they'll get really excited again. And then like, I haven't thought about the park for a while, like other than potential classic monsters. Then hearing you say those things about those attractions, I'm like, okay, no, like this park is going to be sick. Yeah. 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 I've been very hot and cold on the whole concept because I didn't realize Nintendo was quite as relevant as it still is being a, a PlayStation man. But I mean, my son adores Mario Kart. Um, so I mean that would blow his little mind and the other two attractions sound amazing I mean and that's going to be the biggest land apparently within this theme park but it does beg the question what are the other four lands going to be within this park Mm. have we heard anything more Hello Kitty 
Mm, I haven't heard anything. Look at the land. <laughs> Don't you diss. I freaking love Hello Kitty. <laughs> well, the problem is, I think, if they put Hello... Because, I mean, there's Hello Kitty stuff in um, Universal Japan. And I think if you put Nintendo and Hello Kitty in the same park, especially like a little land or something, that seems awfully like a lot of that estate is based around... Japanese IPs. Mm. I think it would be too much. I mean, I can't afford to go to Japan, so I'm down with that. It's not as expensive as you think, apparently. You say that to me about everything. <laughs> now look at it and my, my credit card cries. So basically, <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo is shoehorned in, Hello Kitty is rumoured, and obviously the, the only other place that we know is definitely coming to um, Fantastic Worlds is uh, Game of Thrones. So that's, <laughs> that's well, I've only been on that hill for about four years. <laughs> One day, <laughs> I don't even like the show. <laughs> I've never I watched did. it. Honestly, no. I dedicated yeah, a long time to Game of Thrones, and we were having Game of Thrones girls Mondays. So every Monday night, everyone would come around, we'd make a nice day, we'd watch Game of Thrones, and every single week, we were like, please let it get better than this. Like, please, we've dedicated like <laughs> 10 years of our lives to this. It can't be this terrible. And then the last episode, we just sat in silence for like 45 minutes after, like, what the fuck? <laughs> My, uh, I was away when that last episode aired, and I thought, because my wife, my wife watches uh, Game of Thrones, and um, I, I was waiting to see what she'd say because I knew what the reactions had been when it had aired in America, and uh, I logged onto Facebook before I went to bed, and uh, yeah, she was not impressed. <laughs> she wasn't alone. But if we could have early Game of Thrones based land, yeah, I'm with that. I think the thing is, though, if Universal are sticking to this new rule that they don't want any other IPs other than their own, you know, it does limit them as to what they can put into um, this park. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, like we said, Monsters is fair enough, um, but what else do they own? Universal, well, I know they're probably not going to do that exactly, but... Um, they're obviously trying to expand on, on the Jurassic franchise because I don't know if you saw this um, Netflix cartoon that's coming out next year. Yeah. But they're obviously trying to... Because at first, I thought that was a new film when it first popped up. Because it said Netflix. I was like, oh, no, obviously not. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Universal are desperate for a new franchise, mm. I think. I mean, I'm re- don't get me wrong, I'm really excited about that um Hobson Shaw movie that's coming out in August. Like I really think it's gonna be one of the highlights of my movie year, of which has already been a fantastic year for films. And I know it's cheesy as hell, but I think I'm gonna get a lot of enjoyment out of it. But you know, Fast Furious, they've already got an attraction and it is what it is. But Universal could really do with some other big franchises. They've got Jurassic, they've got Fast and Furious, and that's really it. Mm. Yeah, I'm just looking that up now, see if there's any... Uh... And Fantastic Beasts, which obviously you'd have thought would have been a shoo-in, is in its own kind of state of flux. This has not been anywhere near as, as successful as um, Harry Potter. No, that's right. I haven't seen Fantastic Beasts yet. What, either of them or 
No, either of them I haven't seen. Like, I don't know, what, like, I love Harry Potter very, very much, but for some reason, Fantastic Beasts just hasn't appealed to me. The I, I actually quite like the second one, but it didn't do quite as well as the box office. When I've, I like both of them, but when I've rewatched the first Fantastic Beasts, um, each time I watched it, I've liked it a little bit less. It's not an awful film, but it, it, it kind of loses its appeal a little bit. But I thought the second one was actually pretty good, but it just it's not finding the same audience. Um, you know, I think they were expecting it to be as big as Potter. And I think it's about the third, about the third as popular, you know, gross wise as what the Harry Potter films are making. So, you know, Warners have decided to take a bit of a, a longer break than they're intending to with this, this third installment to kind of really nail it. I mean, they're in trouble at the moment because they've had, they just announced today that um, Kong versus Godzilla has been delayed because oh. Godzilla Two's done. Oh. I mean, oh wait! I heard something really exciting today. Hmm. Um. Uh, Chris, I'm so sorry to cut your speculation off, but I feel like it's a lot of really like this. So, Steven Spielberg is gonna write and direct a new horror series that can only be watched in the dark so it's going to be part of this new streaming and like digital content kind of thing like Shudder but it's called Quibi and it's an experimental thing so what they're going to do is make it based on your geographical location you'll only be able to watch it at a certain time so you'll only be able to watch it when it's dark and it's called Spielberg After Dark Whoa, oh, right. Another, another one stealing our name. Seriously, man. <laughs> on, on, the, on this week's This After Dark, we've talked about the lawsuit with Disney we're going to have about their, their nights. And now Spielberg's trying to get his oar in. Jeez. Yeah, Honestly. let's just take him down. I'm sure he's going to have lawyers. <laughs> yeah. But I'm so excited about it. So, what they're going to do is so on this Quibi thing, they're going to do like two to four hour. Um, like series but they're going to split it up into like 10 to 15 minute segments what and they're investing one billion dollars into the content what holy and it's going to debut next year just in time for halloween on its way oh shoot i'm so excited like yeah. i was really excited to hear about the new crew Years and like Tom Savini being involved in it and then I saw this today my friend sent it to me and I was like shut the frick up that's amazing so is it gonna be like you'll have to pay monthly for it I imagine that you'll have to pay monthly for it but it, there'll be a lot of content on it Ooh, I may have to do that honestly yes like uh, like this is exciting to me I freaking love Steven Spielberg <laughs> And I especially love Spooky, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> I mean, Johnny English is a universal franchise. Oh, no. Oh, no. I knew we should let Mr. Ripley go and have a look at what universe <laughs> I'm quite depressed looking at uh, so few franchises that they own. <laughs> I mean, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh. That's, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I honestly think if they don't put a, a DreamWorks section in there, they've really missed the trick. I'm sure mm, they yeah. Gotta be, isn't it? Mm. And also, like, and you know, we, and we talked about this a little bit on Diz After Dark. Like, Secret Life of Pets two came out this weekend, and it's done. It's open to half the box office of the first film. 
gosh. And open in more locations than the first film did as well. Mm. So, mm. got to step it up. They've got those new Minions film coming out next year. Maybe oh, that will... Uh, How many yeah. more of those can they make? Uh, as many keep, as they want. Yeah, they'll keep releasing <laughs> Minions until people get bored. At the moment, they're not. So. I mean, I'm still waiting for Super Silly Fun Land. Mm. Oh. Take a trip to Hollywood. I mean, those movies aren't bad, honestly. Well, no, I haven't seen the third not, one. They're not, they're not, but at the same time, I can't really say that any of those Despicable Me films are that great. Like, I know yeah. it's new, but if you compare them to like Pixar stuff or Disney stuff, yeah, they don't hold a candle. No. But it does have Steve Carell, so that helps. Well, all right, put, put Office in. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> Wait, we're dying. A Here's of, one for you. Go on. Nick, um, Jim Davidson's stand-up comedy is all owned by Universal. Oh, my God. Oh, sweet. I'll just have a section in the park for him. <laughs> Believe me, Luke. If you, <laughs> the might they might as well put Trump land in there. <laughs> Should be just as racist. Oh, God. Um, so the other sort of rumour that I had um, sort of dovetails into what we're hearing about Hagrid's, about how a lot of people are saying this is the best attraction in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. So mm. I don't know if that's just kind of people are getting excited and saying that or whether that's genuine. I mean, it does genuinely does look like a very good attraction. Um, again, they've had TV problems there. I know that they've had issues with the, um, the train cars. Um, and there will also be a few issues, I think, with people getting into this attraction, as in physically, because I think you have to have mm-hmm. a waist less than 40 inches or something, I think. Wow. I was yeah, reading. I heard the sidecar is like a really tight fit from what I've heard. Mm. So that'll so, be fun. But apparently the ride itself is, you know, really, really good and includes a lot of animatronics. Um, so from that news, this... T- this sort of leads on to what I'm hearing about this Jurassic extension. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this new attraction, this new area, will basically be Jurassic World. Um, and the attraction will be themed to Chris Pratt and the Raptors. Yes. And apparently... Uh, he has already filmed all of his bits for this ride Ooh. when he was making Jurassic World 2. Amazing. Can Whoa. I just say, Chris Pratt and the Raptors sounds like the 70s band you never wanted to uh, <laughs> be. That sounds like the 70s band of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently the ride itself, being that it's themed to the Raptors, is basically the adrenaline rush of you riding along trying to keep up with the raptors apparently they're going to try and make it one of the fastest roller coasters ever yes it's oh going to be goodness. a really big thrill oh, ride yes. um and it's going to feature um what they call a top hat Are you familiar mm-hmm. with that yes what is that yeah. i'll send you a picture uh, on a coaster okay yeah. yeah so it's quite a dynamic piece of track that you know, there's not that many of. Um, and then the way in which it sort of meanders around sort of the front of Jurassic Park Island, doesn't it? It sort of goes behind the visitor center and mm-hmm. 
you know, around and then yeah. back again. And um, so it's quite a long coaster, but I imagine if it's quite a fast coaster, it needs to be quite long, doesn't it? So, yeah. Sweet. Um, so that's what I'm hearing on that. Um, and then I think they're trying to rush to get that built ready for next year from what I'm hearing. <gasps> awesome. So, Holy crap. Universal's um, kicking it into gear. Yeah. I hope Chris Pratt comes to open it. Yeah. Yeah. He Chris, might I love you. I'd be like, please, I'll marry you. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm married. <laughs> yeah, he just got married, isn't he? Yeah. yeah what's, what's another one? Yeah. Yeah. But I think it would be quite cool that if you, you know, you're on this coaster and it's going really, really fast and it's sort of moving between trees and up and down and everything. And then it goes into a show building and the whole show building is sort of lined with 3D screens of the raptors that are running with you, you know. I think that could be really sort of interesting. Yeah. On um, um, on the last episode, Chris, mm. um, I talked about the, just very briefly, I talked about the Jurassic World ride that's coming to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. What I deducted from the advertising that I've seen is that I think they've added some Free, I don't have their 3D screens, but definitely added some screens into that ride. Mm, they have done, yeah. Is that what they, is that what they've done? Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't the think they've changed it massively, though. No, I don't think so either. Um, yeah, and the reason why uh, a friend of mine was telling me about this, why he was so um, excited for this coaster was it's apparently been designed by the same people that have made this Hagrid's one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they've already got a you know a potential success on their hands with Hagrid's, then, you know, this could also be very successful because, you know, there's a lot of people out there going, oh, my God, why are they bothering with this, you know, boring Jason Bourne nonsense, you know. So, okay, maybe it will be rubbish. Maybe it'd be really great. You don't know. But at least you can say that coming down the line with Nintendo and now this one, that Universal's definitely got a few aces left up this thing. A hundred percent. Like I think that there's nothing but good things coming for Universal, and I'll take a mediocre attraction if it means that we're going to get amazing ones. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I know that people think Jimmy Fallon's mediocre. I still really like Jimmy Fallon, so I'm not really that bothered. But then. Things like Fast and Furious, it has its fans and it has people that do not like it. I and mean, I know that it's a lot more people that don't like it than do, but it's still a crowd eater. What I think's good with what we're talking about here, and you mentioned Fast and Furious there, is with Kong and with Fast and Furious, we saw, um, to a lesser extent with, with Fast and Furious, but definitely with Kong, an attraction that existed in Hollywood, which they turned into a ride. Mm. And it was basically like a, you know, just a an extension of that that little attraction from the Dram Tour. With Hagrid, with these other things we're talking about, these are brand new. Mm. These are new things, not seen anywhere else. I mean, that Hagrid's coaster isn't like anything I've seen elsewhere. And that's where Universal Ways excelled. Look at when Harry Potter first opened and when Forbidden Journey first opened. There was nothing like it anywhere. Look at Spider-Man, same thing. Universal proved time and time again that when they're on it, they are on it like nobody else. And I think the last few years and the last few attractions, they've lost a little bit of that shine that it sounds like with these additions and you know the rumours of the third part, they're really starting to get their feet back, 
get the group mm. back again. I think they they lost their way a bit, as you say, with Kong and, and the Furious Ride because, you know, that Furious Ride is really not becoming of a, a world-class attraction like that. Um, and not for their, you know, their biggest franchise at the moment as well. Yeah, and they know for a fact because, you know, for example, when, you know, when The Mummy first opened, um, you know, it was three-hour, four-hour waits every day, solid for a number of years. And they know if Fast and Furious, you could just walk onto that after a couple of months. It shouldn't be that way. No. No, not at all. I've heard nothing but good things about all of the team members that have been on Hagrid so far, because that's what they've been doing, is they've been doing the team member previews. And I haven't heard anything bad at all. It's all yeah. been so positive. It's all been like, this is my favourite ride now. Like, the mummy was my favourite, now this is my favourite. And I'm like, Wow, I'm freaking excited about this. Well, yeah, they've just launched their biggest ride in, in years in Smuggler's Run. I know it's not the that's not the e-ticket attraction of Star Wars, but it's still like the biggest ride they've launched in, in a while, and that's had you know good to mediocre reviews. It's not had poor reviews, but it's definitely not been uh, you know up to the standard a lot of people were holding it to. But this Hagrid coaster does seem to have you know really done it exactly exactly i'm very excited about trying it oh in september i can't wait likewise so is there anything else you guys want to talk about real quick before we finish nope no, no? nothing for me all good well thank you so so much for listening guys we super appreciate it i can't wait to start this horror movie club in our group so mm. Don't forget to check out You're Already in the Group. Come and join it because every week I'm going to be doing a different movie that is linked in some way to Halloween Horror Nights this year and we're all going to have loads of fun doing it. Check out this week's After Dark. Check out Luke's YouTube channel, Luke's Bird on, or Luke Bird on YouTube. We'll put a link in the group, so join the group anyway. <laughs> so we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Happy nightmares. Good night. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash disafterdark. As well as supporting the show, there are other goodies available, including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support.